Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Caring for our communities. Out of the gym and off the park, working just as hard paying it forward to our next generation. This is More Than An Athlete with Izzy and Kempe. Yes, it's the first edition of our new feature on the show this morning, More Than An Athlete, where we're going to speak to some great New Zealanders, not just about their sporting journey, but the work they are doing and have done off the court and field, creating opportunities for those less fortunate and giving back to their communities. Today, we're kicking it off with someone who couldn't have fitted the bill any more so. Marcus Daniel has competed in the biggest cauldrons in world sport, finding success at the Australian Open, Wimbledon, and of course, being part of that epic bronze medal moment with Michael Venus at the Olympics last year. But it's been off the court where Marcus has had his biggest impact so far, founding High Impact Athletes, an organisation which connects athletes with the most effective, evidence-based, evidence-based charities in the world and ultimately changes lives. Some of his signatures athletes and supporters include Joseph Parker, Luca Jones and even Stefana Tsitsipas which is quite incredible, but we'll let him explain his journey to this point and how a high-impact athlete was born. He's on the line with us now. Morning, Marcus. Appreciate your time, mate. Morning, guys. How are you? Very, very good, mate. I remember we had a uh, great chat with you last year, mate. Tell us, how's it all going? High-impact athletes. Talk to us about your journey, mate, outside of the court. Yeah, it's, it's been amazing, and it's still really picking up steam. Uh, so... At the moment, we're at over 140 athletes across the world. I think we're at over 35 different sports, over 30 different countries. So, um, yeah, we're, we're really growing as a community, which is amazing to see. And, yeah, this was actually sort of an idea born out of the, the boredom of COVID lockdown, um, where, I, you know, I'd been donating to, um, to these organizations myself since around 2015, uh, but I realized I could be doing a lot more in the advocacy space, you know, trying to speak out about this stuff and and speak out about why I thought this was so important. Uh, you know, being a being a Kiwi, I, I am impacted by the, the 
tall puppy syndrome, so it was a, a bit uncomfortable at first, but I think it's really important that if we do have a voice that we speak out about what's important to us and especially so if it's going to do good in the world. Hey, Marcus, how, recept- how receptive have other athletes been to this idea of uh, connecting and giving back? That's actually been one thing that's been a really beautiful surprise to me because I thought I was going to have to really pester people um, to, to try and bring them on board. But the, it's, it's actually sort of been the opposite. Like I, I feel like a lot of athletes that I speak to, they almost have a, have a sense of relief. Like, okay, here's something that has the sort of research and data behind it that I'm used to with my sport. And I know that the work has been done behind the scenes so I can step in and confidently do my bit um, without worrying about a gotcha moment or, you know, worrying that my money is going to the wrong place or that my, my image and my, my name is going to the wrong place. So that's been amazing to see, actually, that athletes are, are keen to come on board. It's, it's not a fight. It's like, OK, yeah, this really makes sense. How, how do I sign up? Can you tell us about some of the struggles and some of the examples that you've had to endure during your career to be able to, um, you might, you know, have some fellow athletes out there that will be listening to this to, to maybe overcome those those situations that you're put into? Yeah, for sure. So so I think the the biggest fear for athletes is that they say something that might not be entirely true or entirely based in fact and then the mob on social media comes after them and, and that's a really gutting feeling. Um, and you know, none of us want that. Um, and all of us are trying to do the right thing. So one thing that I hear a lot when I'm speaking to athletes is, you know, I sort of just want to keep my head ducked undercover and, and do my bit. But I think if, if we do that, then we're actually missing out on, on the second sort of big angle that we can use, to, to make impact in the world. So one angle is that we can contribute directly, like by donating and that sort of stuff. But then this other huge lever that we have as athletes, especially as a collective, is a platform. And so being able to speak from that platform and being able to speak to our audiences about why giving back is good and why giving back to the most cost-effective places is even better, like that's, that's super powerful. And, and, you know, if we can speak loudly enough and if we have a big enough community, that can turn into a, a pretty epic snowball. So people are worried about, um, yeah, just, just saying, saying something slightly wrong and, and being called out for it. Um, but that's why I think the, you know, the, the mountain of evidence that's behind these charities that we support, uh, if anyone has a problem with the charities, it's like, okay, please, please find a problem with the research because the people doing the research would love that. They'd love to, they'd love to have pointed out what mistakes they've made and they'd update their thinking. So yeah, I, I think it's a pretty robust. Um, it's a robust place to lean on uh, if you're an athlete, knowing that there's so much research behind it. Marcus, there's there's obviously lots going on with the planet, and I've read some stuff there and around carbon credits and and bits and pieces that you're looking at. From a from a from a player's perspective, though, what sort of other capital apart from you know just donating? Um, fin- financial benefits to a charity can an athlete give back with? Yeah, that's a great question. So the way I look at it, there are sort of three uh, ways that athletes can give back. The one and the most obvious is, is donating, but 
you know, a, a lot of athletes actually aren't in a position where they have a huge amount of surplus money. You know, uh, it's it's a lucky athlete that makes a ton of money in their career. Um, one angle is voice, as as we spoke about, and then the third angle is time, and you know, going to places and and giving your time and energy and, and presence. And this is actually where we see, um, you know, there's a bit of a split because the mainly the charities that High Impact Athletes focuses on. They operate in the poorest places in the world because that's where dollars can go the furthest. But if if we are in New Zealand, then our presence realistically uh, can mainly be spent in New Zealand. You know, like we we can we can only physically affect the things that are around us. So I absolutely recommend that our athletes go to their their local schools, they go to their local soup kitchens or whatever's around them, their local um, you know SBCAs, and volunteer their time. And I think that's the best way, that's the best use of their time. But if they're going to, to donate, then I think we can actually do the most good if we direct our donations to the poorest places in the world where just by virtue of, you know, New Zealand being relatively wealthy, our, our dollar can go dozens of times further. Mate, time is money. And I'm sure that the athletes giving up their time is, is obviously more than muff. And you've spoken about it. Uh, most of these, some of these athletes... They they do what do their mahi they do their work and they uh, get squiddles in the end. So, time and and the impact that they're able to have on these countries and these people around the world is uh, it'll be more than enough, mate. But talk to us about your team behind High Impact Athletes. Obviously, you've, you would have a good team around you to support you, or, or are you taking the full workload yourself? Well, that's that's been a beautiful change. So initially, it was just me, and I actually thought it was just going to be a small enough. Uh, enterprise that it would be able to be just me but very very quickly like within a couple of months of of launching it publicly I I realized that I'd need help um, so now we're at the stage where uh, we have two full-timers so I'm I'm one at the moment particularly now at the moment I'm, I'm recovering from knee surgery so I have bugger all else to do so I'm I'm able to go completely full-time into this um, earlier this year Hugo Ingalls who's a, a vastly experienced black sticks player um, he started working with us. He was actually one of the first athletes that pledged 2% of his income through to these organizations, but now he's actually working as part of the HIA team. Um, and then we actually have three other part-time employees, one of whom is, is New Zealand's top female tennis player, Erin Routliff. Um, she's been doing amazingly over the last year or so. I think she's sitting at around 30 in the world, um, just lost a, a nail-biter in the second round of the US Open. So she's helping us with our comms. We have, um, we're working with an agency in the UK around marketing, et cetera. And then we also have a, um, a sprinter in Melbourne who is a sprinter himself and is also coaching uh, the fastest 800 meter female. Um, he's helping us with some strategy stuff and some IT stuff. So I love the fact that it's sort of by athletes for athletes. Um, it means that it's, mm us speaking to peers rather than, uh, you know, uh, I guess the, the normal model would be non-athletes trying to trying to bring athletes on board. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're a, a small team, but I, I think we're doing really well, and I think we're almost at a stage where we might have to, to grow one more. That, sound, that sounds awesome, Marcus. Your gratitude bucket, you know, just give us an example of the impact that this has had uh, so far, and 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 of course, since you've started, how do you feel about that impact? Oh, this is this is the beautiful thing, and it's it's sort of it's somewhat selfish, but 
like giving back and doing good is one of the only things and and that I've read about that's been proven to actually make us feel better to to make us feel happier and it's been my experience that the moment so I, I think I, I first made a one percent pledge in, in 2016 uh, and that completely changed the way that I thought about tennis and thought about my career because it meant that every day that I went out onto a practice court and even more particularly every day that I went out onto a match court, the better I did, it was great for myself. Like if I won a match, it was great for myself, but it was also now great for something so much bigger than myself. And that wider perspective on using my career to do good was just huge for me. It was, it was mm -hmm. really a, a, a sea change in, in the way that I approached my career. And, you know, I, since then, each year I sort of pushed into the slightly uncomfortable level of, of how much I felt like I could give. And, and last year I made a 10% commitment for the rest of my life. And, and that, you know, five years ago, that would have seemed scary, but now it's like, no, this is, this is something that I really deeply believe in. I know that it's doing a huge amount of good in the world, but then on the flip side, I actually feel really good doing it. So it's not only about what I'm giving, there's also a huge amount that comes back and that's quite intangible. And, you know, it's like, it's hard to quantify, but I, I feel that very deeply in my own life. Um, and you know, I, I just think it's been a, a beautiful positive thing for me, both in my career on court and, and also for me as a person off court. I've got the warm fuzzies, mate. I've got the warm fuzzies going through my body. It's um, <laughs> honestly, it's amazing. It's amazing. And you did right. There is no better feeling when you give someone something, no matter how big or small, and seeing the smile and the impact it has on their faces, I love it. Absolutely. I love it. And there's nothing that makes me feel um, better uh, than that, seeing a, a smile. As simple as getting someone a coffee, eh, Joe? As simple as getting someone a coffee and, and offering it up. That's as little as it can be. Mate, quickly, before we let you go, obviously you've had knee surgery, um, but how's, how's the body, mate? Are we going to see you back on the court shortly? Uh, probably not shortly. So it's been, yeah, this is, this is the longest recovery I've experienced. Um, but I am supposedly I am on track. I, I saw the surgeon, um, about 10 days ago and he said, you know, this is about where we should expect you to be. Um, but this year is definitely out. And then it's, it's a question of whether I'd be ready for next year. And also there are some tactical questions around, you know, I have a, yeah, it gets, gets pretty complex, but I have a thing called a protected ranking and it's like, okay, limited opportunities to use that protected ranking where does it make most sense to um to use them but yeah so it's it's definitely at least some months away okay beautiful mate beautiful we look forward to seeing you back on the court you're doing some amazing work mate high impact athletes honestly fantastic more kiwis like you more people like you around the world will be a much better place quickly just we're gonna let you go i just want you to what would you say to online bullies, mate? What would be the the one thing you would say to online bullies about the impact that they're having to uh, on people? Not if you athletes or just anything. I've just read a story that Arul has tagged me in about this young kid, Thomas Potter, racing, and uh, the bullying that he's having to go through. But what would you say to to online bullies? Oh, mate, it's um, it's nasty. I mean, yeah, like almost almost every match that I play, I'd have you know, threats against my family, death threats against me popping up in, in all my social media accounts. It's, it's a real thing. Uh, and I think what I'd say is to those bullies is flip the script. Like 
put yourself in in my shoes, put yourself in the person you're bullying's shoes, imagine how it would feel, especially after you've just just lost something or you've just done something that that's already yeah. making you feel pretty bad. And imagine how it feels to have people threatening your life or your family's life or, or that sort of thing. It's inhumane and it's yeah, it's 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 actually pretty devastating. And um, there's not much that we can do about it except try to block it out. But you know, when you're already in a vulnerable space, blocking it out is really not easy. Um, so, in so many situations in life, I, I just. I think it's a good idea to flip the script and put yourself in someone else's shoes, and I wish those those people did that more often. Yeah, for sure, mate. Very, very wise words from uh, Marcus Daniel. We appreciate you coming on, mate, and keep up the fantastic work you are doing with High Impact Athletes. Appreciate your time, uh, and all the best with your recovery of your knee, mate. Hey, thank you so much, and thanks for, for starting this, this segment or this show. I think it's amazing what you guys are doing and, and shining light on the stuff that athletes can and are doing off court I think it's beautiful so good stuff to you guys go well Marcus Marcus Daniel thank you very much mate thanks guys good work Louis no worries great start that was um, he was the perfect perfect bloke to start with in the end so Joe and me were having a trying to deep deep dive yesterday to try and work out someone that kind of encapsulated what this new feature in the show is going to be about and we kind of chanced upon Marcus Daniel, who nailed it. It's all about him. It is. It, he did nail it. Kempi and high performance, mm. uh, yeah, high impact athletes. I, I think that's such an interesting space, and you guys have both been there. And I, I don't. I'm guessing it resonated when he kind of said, "You're kind of scared. You're putting yourself out there. You want all the facts, and what he's he's doing mm. is bridging that gap. So you don't look silly, and you actually make a difference. And he's taking that legwork out. And I just think it's an ingenious concept, Kempi. Oh yeah, it is. Like you, you look at that. Uh, let's just let's just take a, a recent um, incident, I guess, the, of this type of giving back, where the NRL gave that twenty percent of players wages back that they had to give up because of COVID. Mm. Now, the concept in and around what he's trying to achieve is to make such a big difference in the world. A small percentage of that could have made a difference. If it was mm. if it was funneled back through into a different area in life, I, there's so many good things to like about that. One, giving back and hitting the nail on. It's just not about money, you know. Like the mm. time and effort. Like time is capital, and if you've got the time, and I'm 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 massive on this myself. If you're what I don't see enough of of people who have been in high performance sport actually working with their own communities. And and just giving them some some support in and around, especially in the lower side of our society, getting them just a smile on their face. So this this conversation that I've had with Marcus, my head's going all over the place with it. There's one thing, but just so happy that finally people now who do want to give back actually have somewhere they can connect. And if we've got athletes or ex-athletes that are listening to the show this morning, contact Marcus. Do the, do the right thing and contact Marcus and see what there is out there that you can actually give back if it only is, like he said, to go and visit someone in your own community. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.